Welcome back to 123 with Mrs. McGee. I'm your host, Shana McGee, third grade math teacher, Texan living in Louisiana, boy mama, and avid problem solver. For this podcast, I want to share some information and strategies from a book that I've been reading, Integrating Educational Technology into Teaching. I really connected with Chapter 12, Teaching and Learning with Technology in Science, Engineering, and Mathematics. Of course, as a math teacher, I'm always looking for ways to integrate technology for engagement and instruction in my classroom. For your handout, I think one of the best ways to let information sink in is to doodle. So get out your colored pencils or flare pens because from my key points and top strategies, you will sketch or write out your thoughts. Let's kick things off with a very surprising fact, and this is on your handout with a few blanks. When compared with boys, girls' interest in science decreases as they enter middle school. This trend continues throughout the rest of their education. For example, 57% of all bachelor's degrees are conferred on females, but within STEM fields, females receive only 35% of the bachelor's degrees. So women continue to be underrepresented in STEM fields. STEM can be integrated in three ways. First, through content. It's challenging, but learning objectives can be merged between disciplines. It takes intentional planning for meaningful learning experiences. STEM can be integrated through context. That's where you emphasize one discipline but use context from other disciplines to make a learning experience meaningful and relevant. And finally, integrate STEM by using tools and applications from one discipline to teach another discipline. Next, science. The next-gen science standards are built on performance expectations and learning goals. My partner teacher was so excited to have fewer standards, but quickly realized how deep and layered the standards are. I found it interesting that to integrate technology in the science classroom on a regular basis, teachers teachers must understand the meaning of technology in the context of science and engineering, teaching, and learning. So the difference between science and engineering or technology is that the purpose of science is to understand the natural world, whereas the purpose of engineering and technology is to modify the world to meet human needs. The bottom line is, Integrating technology into science instruction can be extremely cool for kids and educational. There are online citizen science projects where students can actually collect data and participate in real-life scientific investigations. Yay! One, two, three time. Strategy number one that I want to discuss is virtual experiences. Be sure to write this either inside or outside of the number one. Virtual labs and simulations provide opportunities for students to experience inquiry-based science virtually. This is very cost-effective for schools because the materials and space are not necessary. Students can even speed up or slow down a learning experience. During simulations, they can change variables to see how it affects the outcome. Virtual models, virtual reality, and augmented reality have opened the doors wide open for students to have access to learning experiences they may have only dreamed of before. It's incredible. And I'll just say it, I'm jealous. 
When we dissected a frog in middle school, I couldn't even see it happen. I was short and, and shy, and I missed the whole learning experience. Now kids can virtually dissect frogs. This is also a plus for the smell of the classroom, too. Let's move on to engineering. Remember, engineering is concerned with the human-designed world. Engineering leads to technologies. This chapter is mostly about educational technology, but the cool thing about engineering is that it can create technology such as pencils, hammers, and even eyeglasses. Since there are not standalone engineering standards, engineering should be integrated and a connector to other disciplines. The engineering process is great for pedagogy and core subjects. Yay! One, two, three time. This is strategy number two, coding. I don't have a lot of experience with coding, but my students definitely do. Code.org is a site that provides engineering design and thinking. Coding also includes robotics. We have a robotics club at my school, and the students absolutely love it. And the process involves a lot of problem solving, collaboration, and content from other major disciplines. So basically, the students get excited about engineering principles. Next up, math. Digital technologies have changed how mathematicians are able to think and do mathematics. These technologies provide students with the opportunity to visualize and make the abstract world of mathematics more concrete. Technologies can move teachers toward instruction that is more student-centered, active, and relevant to the world in which they live. I think this is part of the reason the new math has become such a topic of discussion and disagreement. The standards and technology capabilities have changed the way that we teach mathematics. I remember being the kid that could solve mental math problems with ease. My dad was a high school dropout, and he taught me mental math strategies that are very similar to the strategies that I teach my students. Now I know that I'm not a math prodigy. I just learn math in a way that is relevant to real-life situations. Computer-based software allows for data collection and organization, mathematical expression in written or typed terms, and even tutoring. I'm currently teaching my 8th grade stepson because his school is closed due to COVID. You better believe I have logged into Khan Academy for some tutoring. Students have so many great programs available to motivate and reteach them. I like to think that math is a little less intimidating with all of the educational technology available. Yay! One, two, three time. This is strategy number three, virtual manipulatives. This is a game changer. Mathematics is very abstract. Students can virtually manipulate VMs just like hands-on manipulatives. Thank goodness for this capability. With COVID restrictions, I don't really pull out my manipulatives anymore, but students can still learn by using them virtually. Also, it's a great way for parents to visualize all of the models that their children draw. Teachers of any and all content areas should know that educational technology supports teachers. It does not replace them. While there are incredible resources, teachers need to research and, yes, try out new technology. Researching technology should be an integral part of intentional planning to ensure that strategies are age-appropriate, aligned to the standards, and truly supplement learning. While I have your attention, Consider podcasts and vodcasts as an educational technology resource. 
Imagine families riding in the car, listening to you teaching, reviewing, reading, engaging your students. If you're expressive with your hands or manipulatives, try recording a vodcast. Maybe instead of laying around watching YouTube videos on making slime, your students might choose to watch your vodcast because they want to learn, because you're always there for them, because they love you. So if you teach STEM, science, engineering, and or math, it's all about integration. These subject areas align with one another, but if you really think about it, all of the subjects can be integrated together. Educational technology can pull it all together. It can provide experiences that your district may never afford otherwise. It can turn abstract concepts into concrete visuals. It can pull out strengths in some of your students that struggle to communicate and succeed. So, my suggestion is to do a little research and try it out. It's as easy as one, two, three. Thank you for listening to my podcast. Yeah.